And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program. Every Monday at noon, I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Yavaldi, and right here in good old San Antonio. We are grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Now, on this program, uh, we try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people ministries and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And today I've got the distinct pleasure of uh, speaking to Sister Bernadette Mota, uh, Director um, and of Mission Advancement for the Daughters of Mary Help of Christians, also known affectionately as the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. I'm also going to be talking to Sister Vong, um, Vong, uh, Provincial Treasurer for the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. So we're going to talk about all things sisters uh, today, Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. They're actually going to be uh, recognized as our Fishers of Men Award honorees this year at the Fishers of Men Dinner. Um, um, and I wanted to take a moment to, you know, to introduce them to y'all, you know, for, for those of you who aren't familiar with the, the sisters, uh, they are just a beautiful religious order of sisters that beam with joy and beam with that radiance of God's love, um, you know, for, you know, for, for their fellow man serving, uh, you know, their, their church, serving, uh, the children. It's just going to be awesome to talk to them. Uh, and if you can't tell, I'm pretty excited to have that opportunity today. Uh, but before we get to that conversation, before we get the show going, let's go ahead and get started the way that we should do all things. Uh, and that is in prayer. So wherever you might be, ask that the Lord would uh, make his will known to you and pray for that grace to accomplish his, his holy will in loving obedience. And today, as we celebrate uh, the solemnity of St. Joseph, uh, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mary, uh, I thought, you know, today would be an appropriate day uh, to pray this ancient prayer to St. Joseph. So please join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires. O St. Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession and obtain for me all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary contemplating thee and Jesus asleep in thine arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and to ask him to return to kiss when I draw my dying breath. Amen. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. You know, as I... As I reflect on St. Joseph, our spiritual, uh, you know, father, um, you know, it just, it's just a wonderful thought how he himself, um, I mean, my goodness, he cared for the savior of the world, God himself, God in the second person of the Trinity, God himself, um, was obedient to St. Joseph, made himself obedient to St. Joseph. Um, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the greatest of all God's creation, 
made herself um, you know, obedient to the, the, the will of, of her loving, most loving of all husbands and, um, you know, allowed, and they both, you know, with Jesus and Mary allowing themselves to be led, uh, by Saint Joseph. My goodness, what a thought for the day it, it really is. Uh, and I would encourage all of you, uh, if you haven't had a chance to, you know, maybe get to Mass today, you know, get to Mass today, uh, offer a prayer and thanksgiving for this wonderful saint uh, who has been, uh, you know, given to us. You know, the, the Lord himself has provided, you know, St. Joseph to us as an example of, again, humility, of courage, um, again, especially for the men out there too, tuning in, myself included, you know, this is a man that we can look to as our own example of what we should be uh, to to our families. You know, to, you know, are, are we the type of husband, uh, you know, for our wives uh, that we ought to be? You know, are we that type of husband that would, you know, lead our family in the way of righteousness? Um, again, these are things that we all can ponder on today. You know, did we not have a, a, a father figure in our, in our growing up, um, that we can look to and be proud of? Hey, I, I'm with you. You know, I completely, uh, understand, you know, I've, I've, I'm, I've been there too. But you know what? Saint Joseph, uh, himself can be your guide, can be your loving protector. Um, and you can, uh, turn to him, you know, now more than ever. Uh, so again, I would encourage everybody, uh, listening in right now to, Consider that, reflect on that, and contemplate on it. Um, and again, it's just a a wonderful uh, solemnity that a church gives us today. Um, it was, I think, moved today because yesterday, the nineteenth, was uh, you know fell fell on a Sunday, of course. So really, you had two days to celebrate Saint Joseph. So uh, the more, the merrier, uh, indeed. So uh, again, uh, go to Saint Joseph. Ite ad Joseph. Amen. Uh, so what's going on uh, in, in this week in the Archdiocese? We've got quite a bit going on. We actually have a very active, uh, you know, Archdiocese. Different ministries are putting on many, several uh, types of events going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio. So let me get to a couple of those first. I want to first discuss some of the things going on uh, out at the Basilica. All right. So the Basilica you know, over there on Zarzamora, um, the little, you know, Basilica of the Little Flower. Uh, so on the 21st, so actually that's just tomorrow. So Tuesday, March 21st, they've got adoration and confessions. And they're also going to be, um, you know, exposing first class relics of Saints Louis and Saint, uh, Zeli Martin. Um, and those, those relics are going to be exposed for veneration. This is an evening of adoration for married couples and families, uh, taking place from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. You know, there at the Basilica, the National Shrine of the Little Flower, located over there on Zarzamora Street. Uh, this is going to take place or join us for an evening of adoration and confessions. First class relics of Saints Louis and Zelie exposed for veneration. This presentation is done in partnership with the Alexander House. Uh, so I'm sure it'll be a very good time uh, for for reflection, uh, you know, for, for time with the Lord. Again, and here we are still in the middle uh, of Lent. Uh, so any of these things that we can actually do to help build us up and help in our preparation to uh, celebrate the resurrection of our Lord in just a couple of weeks, I would highly encourage uh, all of us to, to participate in that. Again, this is tomorrow at the Basilica, March 21st, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., Adoration and Confessions, uh, and 
and veneration of first-class relics of Saints Louis and Zélie Martin. Also taking place uh, at the Basilica, Basilica Cleanup Day, you know. So, again, if you'd like to do maybe something, uh, you know, penitential, if you'd like to do something of service and give back, uh, the Basilica is having their cleanup day this coming Saturday, March 25th at 9 a.m. Join Father Jorge uh, and the security counselor for the next Basilica Cleanup Day. This is March 25th at 9 a.m. in front of the Little Flower Catholic Store. And I got to tell you, I want to plug a little Catholic, um, you know, gift shop and, and bookstore too. I was out there over the weekend. I think it actually it was, uh, man, I can't remember if it was yesterday or Saturday, uh, but you know, they've, they've done some remodeling. They've got a ton of items out there uh, for you to, you know, to, to look at and to purchase uh, and such. And they always are, are so helpful. I, I spent, you know, so much time in there trying to find uh, just the right gift. Uh, was looking for some prayer cards, looking for some candles, and of course they had everything I was wanting and needing, uh, and then and then even so much more. So thank you so much, uh, you know, for the you know for the crew out there. Esmeralda, I believe, is the one who who assisted with um, assisted us, um, you know, with our purchase out there. But get a chance to get over there to uh, the Little Flower Bookstore located over there. Um, again, adjacent to the, the Basilica over there on uh, Zarzamora Street. The store is actually located on Kentucky Avenue, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but again, get a chance to, to support them out there. And also taking place uh, for the Basilica is 24 Hours for Healing. Uh, this is Adoration and Confessions. So f- taking place from 12 p.m. on March 31st to 12 p.m. April 1st. Uh, mass is going to uh, begin all things. Uh, so there's going to be mass. And then from 1 to 6 p.m. on the 31st, adoration and confession. Uh, 6 p.m. on the 31st is going to be a healing mass. And from 7 p.m. to 12 p.m. on April 1st, more adoration and more confessions. Uh, so again, there's not a lack of things for us to be involved with uh, when it comes to really cleaning out uh, the, the closet. Uh, doing our own spiritual spring cleaning, if you will. Uh, there's plenty uh, to do. Uh, and I, I, I encourage you, please, if you haven't been to confession, you know, uh, in, in some time, make the time uh, to, to go be uh, reconciled with the Lord. Uh, I assure you, it, it's the best feeling uh, that you really can, uh, you know, you, you can experience. I mean, just the weight that you feel lifted off, uh, you know, lifted off of your shoulders, especially if it's been some time. Uh, you know, get, you know, get those mortal sins uh, off of your back. You know, again, the Lord wants to be reconciled to you, but you have to invite Him in. Uh, it really is an invitation that He makes to you, but He's not going to force Himself upon any one of us. It's got to be an invitation that that you make to Him, and He is. Uh, so willing to, 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 you know, to be joined to you. Uh, so again, all this just, uh, in, in preparation as we continue to walk through and journey through the, the Lenten season, uh, making our preparations for, you know, for Easter. And, eh, golly, I, if you're anything like me and you're thinking to yourself, my goodness, we, here we are already four weeks into, uh, the season of Lent. It's just going to be another couple of weeks now. Um, you know, before we, we are celebrating Easter, before we have the Gloria, uh, you know, sung, before we have the Alleluia's back, uh, and before that we are, you know, just singing God's praises for His goodness and His love and mercy for each one of us. Uh, it really is a time to, uh, to prepare for that. And you still got the time to do it. You know, a lot of times I find myself, you know, kind of thinking, wow, you know, 
my goodness, here we are, you know, more than halfway through. And what exactly is it that I've done? Hey, I, I share your concern with that. But you know what? Uh, with two, two, two or more, a little bit more than two weeks left, I mean, you don't have to throw in the towel yet, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you out there. You know, the, you know, you're listening right now. You're wondering, hey, you know, is there anything that, that I still can do to, to really, you know, to make Lent, you know, still count, you know, can it be, can it still be fruitful? Well, I'm telling you, yes, it can be. I mean, here we are talking about the different events that are going on uh, around town, the different, uh, you know, places where you can uh, go to confession. You've still got time to maybe make it to an extra mass and, and do it with intent. You know, offer a, a mass up for for a loved one who's passed away, who maybe you weren't uh, you weren't on the best of terms with. Maybe you can offer up mass for you know for family members who have fallen away from the faith or so. I mean, there's still plenty of things that we can do to really make this Lenten season count. And I would invite you and encourage you to do so. Uh, what else we got going on? So here we've got uh, at St. Matthew Catholic Church. Uh, they've actually got their Love Strong Marriage Retreat coming up. Uh, this is going to take place the weekend of April 21st through Sunday, April 23rd. That's three days. We've got a uh, April 21st from 5:30 to 9:30, and then Saturday is going to be, um, you know, a you know that's the full day, and then Sunday 8 to 4. Uh, again, this is a time that you can really, you know. Grow a little deeper in, in, in your marriage, uh, you know, with, with your spouse. You know, are you the spouse that, you know, uh, God has called you to be, uh, you know, for your loved one? You know, as, as we listen to, you know, the, the, the readings from, um, you know, from St. Paul. You know, when he writes, uh, you know, and it's always the one where you get that funky look, you know, at mass, you know, uh, wives be subordinate to your husbands, but you know, you, you can't, you can't just leave it there. But husbands, I mean, do you love your bride like Christ loved his bride, the church, so much so that he died for her, so much so that he laid down his life for her? I mean, again, if we can get husbands and wives loving on that level, man, we could transform the world. You know, we can certainly transform the world. And uh, again, I think we can start off by going to a retreat like this, uh, a Love Strong Marriage Retreat, where you can get some of those tools uh, and learn how to be that spouse that God created you to be. Remember, folks, you know, the voc- you know, the, uh, you know, sacrament of marriage, it is a vocation, you know, and in your vocation, you know, and in this sacrament, you know, graces are poured out, uh, you know, through you faithfully living out your call. Uh, so again, this is the St. Matthew Catholic Church. Uh, the weekend theme is Too Good to Be True, uh, Love Strong Marriage Retreat. For information on this uh, retreat, you can contact Jay and Leanne Robaldo, uh, or you can also contact Frank and Christina Rodriguez. Uh, you could call 210-887-1081. So that's the uh, Love Strong Marriage Retreat taking place at St. Matthew Catholic Church. And of course, I want to also bring up, you know, as we start get moving a little closer to uh, Easter and start moving toward Good Friday and Holy Week, I just want to put another plug in there for uh, Sanctus Ranch. Uh, April 7th at 11 a.m., uh, they will be doing their Good Friday uh, live stations of the cross. Uh, this is going to take place out at Sanctus Ranch in Pipe Creek. Uh, just a short little drive outside the, uh, you know, uh, outside San Antonio, out there in the hill country from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., Sanctus Ranch Retreat Center. 
Good Friday Living Stations of the Cross. And I got to tell you, after experiencing this for the last couple of years, uh, it is certainly um, you know something that you want to be part of. They, they do a great job in putting this on uh, each time. And each year, it's like the, the folks who have come out there uh, to, to, you know, participate and witness, uh, the, this live stations is, is growing. Uh, so again, I would highly encourage you to get out there. Uh, Sanctus Ranch has quite a few different events going on. Also, I'd encourage each one of you to, you know, to, to stay, you know, to, I guess, stay up to date with the many events that they've got going on. They've got a Via Dolorosa, um, you know, I think it's a virtual reality tour of the Holy Land that they've got coming up on April 1st as well. Uh, they've got a mother's uh, retreat, you know, coming up in May. We'll talk more about that, you know, at a different date. But again, just the many things that they've got going on. Uh, go to sanctusranch.com uh, and click on events for all the things going on, uh, you know, out there. And again, as I was speaking earlier regarding confession and regarding getting to that state of grace and being reconciled to God. Uh, the reason I bring that up is I just can't help but but notice I had a couple of emails sent my way uh, through the generosity of some folks making me aware of the different Lenten penance services uh, going on uh, through a, a a, a few of the deaneries. Uh, I don't have access to all of them, uh, but even like this here, you know, the Southwest Urban Deanery, you know, parishes like uh, St. Vincent de Paul, St. Bonaventure, St. Clair, St. Henry, St. Philip, St. Lawrence, Our Lady of the Ain- Our Lady of Angels, St. Joseph, St. Leonard, St. Leo, and St. James. I mean, you know, beginning tomorrow, or actually this evening, uh, 7 p.m., St. Vincent de Paul is going to be having a, you know, a Lenten service. Uh, St. Bonaventure tomorrow, uh, the 21st, St. Clair, the 22nd, St. Henry, the 22nd. And look, I, I apologize in advance, but I just can't get through all of these uh, and still have the time to talk to the sisters. So uh, again, contact your parish and find out when your Lenten service uh, is taking place uh, here in the North Central uh, Urban Deanery. Um, you know, this evening, St. Padre Pio, uh, the Shrine of St. Padre Pio over here on Bolverde Parkway on uh, March 20th at 7 p.m. OLPH, the 20, uh, March 21st. Holy Spirit, March 22nd. St. Uh, uh, Jose Sanchez del Rio, March 23rd. Again, I mean, there's plenty of times out here for, for everyone to, uh, to go to confession. Um, and here, the North Urban Deanery. Uh, this was put out uh, by by Our Lady of Guadalupe and Halotus. So go to their website, olghalotus.org. Um, and right there on the, the, the main page, you can actually see the, uh, the reconciliation time. So Our Lady of Guadalupe, Halotus, Prince of Peace, St. Anthony Claret, St. Bridget, St. Dominic, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, St. Francis of Assisi, and on and on. Just please, I encourage you to, to make it to one of these, um, you know, Lenten, you know, reconciliation services. And I think most of the parishes also throughout the uh, Archdiocese of San Antonio uh, in some way, shape or form has extended times, uh, you know, f- to celebrate the sacrament of uh, reconciliation, better known as confession. Uh, but again, take this time to be reconciled to God. And, uh, you know, with that, I'm going to take a swig of my little water here because I'm getting a little dry mouth. But I'm going to welcome to the program, uh, you know, Sisters Bernadette and Sisters Vong, uh, you know, to the program. And we are going to talk about all things Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. We're going to talk about all things St. Joseph. Uh, and we're just going to, you know, go where the Spirit leads us. And I hope you tuning in right now, uh, you know, 
find it very uh, interesting. Uh, I would encourage you also, if you haven't joined our Facebook group page, to do so. We've got a GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group page where uh, we try our very best to keep everyone informed as to the uh, different events going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And before I bring the sisters on, I wanted to mention uh, that little reminder there to myself about uh, the Diocese of Austin. Um, To our listeners in the Diocese of Austin, on March 25th, so uh, the Feast of the Annunciation of the Lord, uh, Rosary and Mass will be offered on Saturday, March 25th uh, in a few, do- few locations, 1130 at St. Mary Cathedral in Austin. 4.30 p.m. at Ascension Church in Bastrop, 11.30 at St. Helen Church in Georgetown, and 5.30 p.m. at St. Peter Catholic Student Center in Waco. Uh, and again, this is a total consecration, rosary and mass. Uh, as you may remember at, at Fatima, Our Lady said, my immaculate heart will be your refuge and the way that will lead you to God. So join thousands throughout the Diocese of Austin to collectively make and renew their total consecration to Jesus through Mary. Uh, and don't feel left out, uh, our listeners there in the diocese area. Um, St. John the Evangelist in Marble Falls, uh, they are offering two Lenten reconciliation services, Wednesday, March 22nd at 10 a.m. and Thursday, March 23rd at 7 p.m. And with that, let me now welcome to the program Sisters Bernadette and Sister Vong. How are you ladies doing today? Doing wonderful. Thank you. You know, it's always a joy to have you both here. Uh, well, to, to have the sisters here. Uh, I know we've got a, a new guest, uh, a first timer to the, uh, you know, to the office here in Sister Vong. Uh, Sister Vong, I'll begin with you. Could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, maybe start out with, uh, you know, where you're from. Uh, tell us about your role within the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. Uh, and maybe let's just start there. Thank you so much, Sean, for inviting us. And um, what a beautiful day to come together and to speak about my vocation. You know, my name is Sister Voon Do. Um, by the name, it's not English. It's originated from Vietnam. And I was born and raised in Vietnam until I was nine. And pretty much after the war, our family found ways to escape the communist which we successfully did leave by boat. So you can consider that I'm a a boat uh, person leaving with my family back in 1979. And uh, coming to America was a a beautiful dream because the opportunities were there. I went to school, to college, got my degree in occupational therapy, Mm -hmm. and I was a therapist for five and a half years. And during that time, I actually did discern about my vocations. Mm -hmm. And I must say thanks to the World Youth Day in 1997 in Denver, Colorado, I can still see the picture so clearly. Seeing JP2 at the time, I saw Jesus for the first time. And my life was never the same after that moment. And so that's where I begin to discern my religious vocation. And it took me a while because... I was going through school and I did pray. I said, okay, Lord, if you want me to enter, show me a way. But at the same time, I said to him, you know, why don't let me finish my education first? Let me get my degree. If it works out, great. If not, I have something to fall back on. So that was my prayer. And so I did successfully finish my degree in occupational therapy. And I loved my job, Sean. Mm -hmm. Treating patients with stroke rehab, that was where I was in, Department of Stroke Rehab. And just to be able to help 
that individual to regain the use of their arm, reuse of their their ability to be independent again. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my work so much, you know. Every day I look forward to go to work because I, I enjoyed it a lot. And then, of course, God is calling me to to work with the young. And I never did want to enter with the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco, believe it or not. Strange, right? Yeah. I discerned for 10 years. I know it took a long time. But looking back, the 10 years I discerned, I did look into different religious orders. Uh-huh. Rel- uh, order where they have hospital thinking with my background as an OT, right? Occupational therapist. I would fit. But for some reason, I was never happy. Isn't that something? And so I said, okay, Lord, show me the way. And finally, the very last silent retreat, it was with um, a Vietnamese order. And the Salesian uh, Salesian, uh, priest, actually, he happened to be the retreat master for this retreat. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, at that retreat, I sensed this holy man will get me to where God wants me to be. And sure enough, on the last day of the retreat, he talked about the dream of St. John Bosco when he was nine, how Mary appeared in his dream. That was it. The Marian aspect, the Marian devotion of this order Mm -hmm. attracted me to it. And later I found out our official name is Daughters of Mary, Help Help of of Christians. Christians. I'm like, whoa, that is so (laughs) awesome. I'm a daughter of Mary. That is such a powerful title, you know? And now that I'm, what, 16 years professed, loving my ministry, and I'm currently at the provincial office as the treasurer of the province, and you can imagine the mountain of work, but I don't consider that's work, you know? I just take what I can, and it's really a ministry even to to talk to people on the phone or responding to emails or receiving anybody come to my door, I said to myself, you know what? That is a moment where I encounter Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm going to serve my sisters. I'm going to serve whoever comes to the door as if my encounter with Jesus. And so it's my third year. I'm finishing my first term and I'm loving it, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's strange to say, you know, how can you be enjoying numbers? <laughs> I do love numbers because I was assigned to teach middle school math in Laredo and I love it. I just, I just love what I do. You know, I I can see the joy just beaming from your your, your eyes and and your your smile there, sister. I do have to ask you though. Um, so, you you and your family came over fleeing, of course, the the communist uh, in in Vietnam. Uh, did you grow up as a Catholic, or what was Absolutely. the faith like growing up? Oh, I have to thank my parents, okay. John, for that. I remember in Vietnam every night we would pray together as a family. We would do a whole rosary, five decades of the rosary every single night as a family. And so I have to thank my mom and dad to instill that faith Uh in all the children. And I'm so blessed to be called a religious. So blessed. So I'm like, be blessed beyond blessed. You know, what was their reaction like when you told them that you were discerning a religious vocation? Surprisingly... There are six of us. So when I told my mom this, she said, no, you can't. <laughs> mom, but there's six of us. You're just going to lose one. But no, you're different. You're not like the rest. So I respected that. Uh-huh. I respected that. And that's why I took 10 years because I want to wait for the right moment. Yeah. God's time, obviously. And sure enough, they gave me the blessing. And I have their full support to enter. Amen. Well, we're going to be back with more 
uh, with the Salishan sisters here. So don't change the station. We will be right back. Hi, folks. This is Sean, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network here in South and Central Texas. And I'm inviting the ladies and the men out there tuning in right now to register and reserve your table or seat for this year's Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner taking place on Thursday, April 13th at the Banquet Hall at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Monsignor Charles Pope, pastor at Holy Comforter St. Cyprian Catholic Church, in Washington, D.C., and longtime Catholic media contributor will be our keynote speaker and is sure to inspire. The Daughters of Mary, Help of Christians, also known affectionately as the Salesian Sisters, will be recognized as this year's Fishers of Men honorees for their shining example in living out the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Join us for a faith-filled evening celebrating Catholic radio in South and Central Texas and our special guests. Go to grnonline.com and click on local events to register. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. The 2023 Spring share is just around the corner. During this share we'll be celebrating the 100th birthday of Mother Angelica. Starting Tuesday, March 21st through Friday, March 24th, we'll be on the air asking for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. Please prayerfully consider calling in at that time to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. Thank you for your generosity and may God continue to bless you. And welcome back, folks, to another Monday for your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Uh, and I am very, uh, you know, very happy that I'm your general manager for the GRN in South and Central Texas. Uh, if you're, you know, just tuning in, having this wonderful conversation, um, you know, with the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. Well, two of the 40 plus, right? There, there's, I think, a, a little over 40 or so uh, within uh, the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Uh, but I've got the distinct pleasure of speaking to two of them, uh, you know, right now. Uh, one thing I didn't get a chance to discuss uh, in the opening, though. Uh, was that we are going to be kicking off uh, the spring charathon uh, tomorrow, actually. Uh, so please prayerfully, uh, you know, consider calling in your pledge of support uh, during the charathon. Pray for the success of the charathon so we can continue bringing, uh, you know, Catholic radio uh, through South and Central Texas and throughout uh, the entire, uh, you know, Guadalupe radio network. Also failed to mention uh, that the Fishers of Men benefit dinner taking place Thursday, April 13th, uh, the last day to register uh, to sponsor your table for 10, uh, to purchase your individual dinner, um, and to 
you know, maybe sponsor a, a priest, religious, or seminarian. The last day to do all that is going to be Friday, April 7th. The event takes place on Thursday, April 13th at our um, Holy Trinity uh, Banquet Hall, Holy Trinity Catholic Church Banquet Hall. So again, if you want to come out here and help us um, celebrate Catholic Radio, Catholic, uh, you know, the GRN in South and Central Texas to celebrate our special guests. Again, we're going to be recognizing the Salesian Sisters and for all their work uh, in living out the their charism, living out the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, um, you know, Come celebrate them with us. Uh, please, uh, you know, go to our website, grnonline.com, and click on local events. And uh, also, uh, you're going to be, uh, you're going to hear an inspiring talk given by none other than Monsignor Charles Pope, a longtime Catholic media contributor. And he is also our Friday host of the GRN uh, program that you can hear Monday through Friday, a life lived joyfully at three o'clock. So, uh, again, lots to uh, be thankful for. and much to, you know, really uh, to consider. So thank you so much for all that. Uh, and without, you know, w- without further delaying, uh, I want to bring and welcome to the program Sister Bernadette Mota. Um, she is actually the uh, Director of Mission Advancement, you know, for the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. Now, Sister, please forgive me if I messed that up, uh, but you have the opportunity to correct me if I was in fact wrong. How are well, you doing today, you Sister? You had it right. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I want to ask you, bef- let, let's just get the, uh, you know, let, let's just talk about the, the month the elephant in the room. Do you play professional basketball, sister, or what? <laughs> I do not play professional, but <laughs> back in my youth, that was my dream. Yeah. Actually, as a kid, I played basketball, elementary, junior high, high school, and then I actually coached high school basketball um. before entering the convent, too. So I, as a kid, I wanted to be a prof- like part of the WNBA and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. And then I realized I wasn't growing any taller. <laughs> all five foot one of me uh, stopped at about that height. So I said, okay, maybe I can't play, but I can coach. Yeah. So I, that was my dream. Growing up, I spent many of hours playing and coaching and it was wonderful. But then at the same point, uh, it got to a certain point where I realized it wasn't filling me uh-huh. the way that I, I've desired. Right. And and that's when I began to grow in the faith more. So it was yes. during my college years. And, and I realized that that's what filled me more was Jesus. Amen. And you I know, still love basketball. I, I can tell you, I, I'm watching the NCAA. <laughs> I'm a Spurs fan. I enjoy sports, uh-huh. but Jesus has my heart. Amen to that. You know, I got to tell you, the reason I bring that up is because I saw this awesome video with you and Sister Sydney, uh, you know, doing this whole basketball thing. And I saw you dribbling the ball. I was like... <laughs> Man, you got skills. <laughs> yes, yes. I I was a point guard, shooting guard throughout uh-huh. as as I played. So I I have those skills and I'm happy to teach kids those skills yeah. too. But um, the slam dunking part, just to let you know, we did lower the rim as low as possible. You don't and say. I, I still had trouble reaching. <laughs> so obviously that's not my forte of slam dunking, but it was quite fun making that video. We had a blast. You know, I, I got to ask you, and uh, just to to see you know see you in that element um, again when I speak about the sisters, I, I talk about you know the joy that y'all really bring to everyone uh, that that you encounter. Um, and where could you talk to us about that joy? I mean, cause it's, it's, it's legit, it's real and it's contagious, right? So where does that joy come from sister Bernadette? Jesus, that comes from Jesus. And it's a big yeah. part of our charism and spirituality 
as Daughters of Mary Hope of Christians. Our founder, St. John Bosco and St. Mary Mozzarella, our co-founders, they really instilled that in our hearts. And to be with the young people, you need to be happy mm-hmm. because young people, they can see when somebody is authentic and they're really happy. Yeah. And if you want to bring them to Jesus, you need to be joyful. And, you know, Pope Francis talks about that, the joy of the gospel. You know, nobody wants to be around the, the sadness of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that life is all peaches and cream. Right. Yeah, life can be difficult at times, but our joy is in the Lord Jesus Christ who, who lived and suffered and died for us and redeemed us. And Amen. so that's where our, that joy comes from. So when we are happy, even amidst trials, mm-hmm. and we just have that joy that's rooted in, in Jesus. Amen. You know, I want to direct this question uh, to Sister Vong um, over here. So we talk about the charisms. We've, we've brought up the charism of the, you know, the, the Salesian sisters of St. John Bosco and how that charism uh, really is for the youth, right? Um, how do you, and how do you, in your experience, uh, how have you been able to take that joy as Sister Bernadette was talking about? And because the, the, a lot of the children that you, you, you minister to, uh, they're, kind of on the on the margins right i mean they're a lot of times they're not in the best financial uh their parents may be not in the best financial shape but how do you take that joy uh to them and how do you use that to bring jesus to them sister you know is to teach them how to receive that joy themselves Mm -hmm. so when i was in the radio teaching religion i would allow the young people to do lexo divina the gospel of the Sunday that they will be listening and allow them to touch the word of God, allow them to go to adoration and really helping them get to Jesus. Because once they discover Jesus is everything, Mm -hmm. then sadness, you know, will cease because when you have Jesus, you have everything. Mm -hmm. What is there to look for? And yes, difficult time, financial problem, definitely. But to teach them to trust. Mm -hmm. Trust Jesus and just persevere in prayer. Even as poor as we are here in America, but compared to the poverty of the people around the world, right. for us, it's nothing to compare with the right. poverty of the world out there, you know? And so that's the experience that I want to instill in the young people to how, you know, teach them the tools. Where do they get the tools? The Word of God. And, you know, nowadays, People have phones. You can download your Bible and even listening to Bible in a year, catechism yeah. in a year. I do that, you know? Yeah. And so we have to be creative using whatever's available out there to, to make ourselves better. And more important thing is to emulate Jesus, to be like Jesus. That is our vocation. All of us called to holiness is to model our master, Jesus. Amen. Uh, we have a, you know, here at the office, uh, you know, uh, the office here up front, uh, I think you may have noticed it, ladies, when uh, when, when you came in, um, we have a picture of St. Therese of Lisieux, uh right around, and she, in the picture, she's about at the age of eight years old, right? And um, when I when I give my walkthroughs uh, in, in the office here, you know, I like to, you know, uh, take people to that to that image and it helps remind me that yeah the call of holiness is for everyone right it, i mean it doesn't matter what age you are i mean we're called to be holy you know no matter where uh and this eight-year-old uh you know saint therese of Lisieux uh is just a, a model for that you know it, it, as well right and i can't i can't imagine uh you know the the faces of Jesus that that you see as you're ministering to to the children too. Uh, I'll ask you, uh, you know, now, uh, Sister Bernadette, um, you know, as you 
you've been in, in religious, religious life for, for some time. If you can tell our listeners, you know, for how long, uh, and what are some, some aspects of, or experiences that really stand out where you had an encounter, uh, with, with, with Jesus type of moment? Could you speak to that a little bit to us? Yes, so I've been a, with the sisters now for 13 years as a professed sister. And plus, we had a four years of training before that, so of our formation. So 17 years with the sisters, it goes by very quickly. Yeah. And so many encounters with, with the living Christ, especially with the people that I've served with. Mm-hmm. And a little while ago, you were talking about young people being called to holiness. And I have seen that. Yeah. I have seen young people who have brought their parents to the call of holiness uh, one particular young person that I had was in Colorado who came to the church, was, was not baptized, came to the church because of her neighbor who, who was a seven-year-old and just made her first communion. And so her neighbor told her about the Catholic faith. And so she told her parents, mom and dad, I want to become Catholic. And her parents said, okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so they said, if your neighbor yeah, will take you to, to class, we'll, we'll let you go. So her, that family would bring her to class with them every, every Wednesday when we had religious education. And this girl, uh, she was on fire. Mm-hmm. She, she loved every, every time that we had our sessions. She absolutely loved those sessions. And all the kids that were in that group, I had six young people who were between the ages of third grade to sixth grade who were all coming into the faith. It was dynamite yeah. because they, they were so excited to come to class every week that it made me super excited too, because to see their joy and excitement. To, one time we were, I was sharing with them about the, the road to Emmaus. And they, mm-hmm. this is their first time hearing the story from, that, from the scripture on, on Jesus on the road to Emmaus. And to see the young people realizing that it was Jesus that when the apostles still couldn't figure it out. And they were just so excited to, to see Jesus in the scriptures and to, uh, and to see their faces light up as they realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. It, it made me like just have that gratitude for the, for the word of God and to have the gratitude to see that happening in the young people where they were able to recognize Jesus in the scriptures. And then from there, they would go and share it with their families. And so that young lady who was in that class, after they received their, their sacraments, she actually brought her parents to the church too. Wow. So her, her mom joined RCIA and her dad who hadn't gone to communion since he was a little boy came back to the church. So it was young people, yeah, young people inspiring other young people. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I want to, I want to ask sister Vong now, cause you had mentioned that you felt the call, uh, there at world youth day, right. Uh, but you didn't necessarily, you know, feel this call, uh, to, to serve the youth, you were, you know, discerning, I guess, a, a few different religious orders. Could you talk to us about that? How you actually came to the Salesian Sisters again, and how many were you maybe discerning at the time? Oh, my goodness, John. All right. So the moment I saw John Paul II for the first time in my life, that was a life-changing experience. Uh-huh. I came back a different person, but... I have to share with you also, Sean, I was involved with the Vietnamese Eucharistic Youth Movement. Mm. So already I was involved in church, serving the young for 17 years. Mm. So I was discerning for something extraordinary, something, okay, Lord, you're calling me, you know, show me. But the funny thing was, I couldn't find what I was looking for. It was already 
under my nose. God was preparing yeah. me to enter with the Salesian sisters. And so I went to a religion, um, education order, you know, with um, the BVM, I believe, the Blessed Virgin uh, Mary order, uh, another uh, Vietnamese order, the Dominican sisters in Nashville, uh, the Lovers of the Holy Cross, the Vietnamese order, and Daughters of Charity. I mean, Daughters of Charity, I discerned for the longest time, five mm-hmm. years thinking they have hospitals in Los Angeles. I can go there and work. But for some reason, it was not a right fit mm-hmm. until that last re- silent retreat that I shared earlier. God was showing me the way, like, that's the order I felt in my heart, knowing they do work with young people. And I said, you know what, God, you have prepared me for all this time. I didn't see it. So I had to do it myself, you know, discover it for me the hard way. And sure enough, once I found the Daughters of Mary help, I I flourished. I remained and I didn't even discover they even have missionary. We even have missionary because I wanted to be a missionary, yeah. be sent off somewhere in the world. And I found out also we do have missionary all over 97. Yeah. In fact, this September, another um, state in Africa, I believe is Chad. That'll be 98 countries that will be serving in the world. Wow. We're known all over the world, yeah. you know? And um, I'm just so grateful to belong to this beautiful family of Daughters of Mary Help to Serve the Young. Amen to that, sister. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super glad that to, get, to get the chance to, to meet you and discuss, um, you know, discuss this with you. Uh, sister Bernadette, you know, her and Sister Sydney have been on a couple of different times. Now we get to welcome you uh, to, the, to the GRN, uh, you know, family over here. I want to ask Sister Bernadette, um, you know, we've spoke about... Uh, the the charism for the youth. Um, you know, I want to ask you for for parents that are out there who maybe I, I mean let, let's face it, these times that we live in are probably the toughest times to be a young person, right? Mm-hmm. To be a young adult, to be uh, you know a child going you know going through the school system, uh, you know, right now. Um, you know, for the parents, I would ask you. What are some real practical ways that maybe uh, things that the sisters use to help communicate faith, to help communicate the teachings of Christ to the children? What is it, maybe some things that, you know, maybe some some tools of the trade, so to speak, that maybe we can uh, impart on them? Yeah, so St. John Bosco, with his educational model, he used something we call the preventive system, which focuses on religion, reason, and loving kindness. Mm -hmm. And so the religion... Religion has to be a big part of your your family. Your faith life is very important. So, do you pray with your family? Do you number one? Do you pray for your kids? Number two? Do you pray with your kids? Yeah. And allow them to pray too. Empower them to be leaders in praying with the family. So the the faith part. And you don't want to throw it down their throat. Right. You need to to teach them to have them celebrate the the sacraments, but then to make it an encounter. And so. So really help them to to grow in their faith and grow because as you grow for everybody as you grow in age your faith needs to grow with you too. Mm-hmm. So like even where I'm at right now is where different than where I was at 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Even even my parents where they're at right now is different where they were at 15 years ago and we have all grown together in the faith. And so yes the faith is living and it needs to continue it needs to grow. So number one is the faith religion. Reason with your kids, you need to reason with your kids. Don't just tell them, do it because I told you to. 
on occasion that doesn't necessary. Work. <laughs> but but it really doesn't work. You know, you need to reason with them, help them to understand that what you really want is their good. And then they will gradually come to that point where they'll understand that what you're asking for them is really for their good. Yeah. So reason with them, help them to to understand that that you love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the reason part. And then that loving kindness, that everything needs to be done with that that sweetness. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you let them do whatever they want, and it doesn't mean that uh, that they can get their way all the time. But it does mean that you really love them, and that you show them how much you love them. Yeah. Because it's you can say yes, I love you, but then maybe your actions don't right. respond to that all the time. So, with that loving kindness, it's it's having again the heart of Jesus in your heart with your kids. Even when they maybe yeah, make you angry yeah. or, or they don't want to listen, but having that patience of the good shepherd, uh, just being there with them, walking alongside of them and helping them to, to grow into the person that they are called to be. Amen. So preventive system of St. John Bosco is wonderful. Uh, and then also within your family life, uh, make it a, uh, like with Salesian spirituality, we say it's a, it's a welcoming home. So your home should be a welcoming home where people, when they walk in, they feel at home, yeah. at your home. So hopefully when you came to visit our home, you felt welcome, I did. John. I did. And then there's that, that joyful spirit because again, the faith needs to be one of joy. Yeah. And where it's, there's that cheerfulness that's rooted in Jesus. And, and when you do that within your faith life, your faith life changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be something that you do just out of obligation. I know for, for many of years as a young person, I, I lived the faith more out of obligation. Mm-hmm. And that's okay to a point but it's, it's not what you want. Yeah. So it needs to be something done out of, out of that joy, mm-hmm. out of that desire to grow in holiness. And so within your family, within your, with your kids, make it something of celebration. Celebrate the feast days. Today is the Feast of St. Joseph. Yeah. Celebrate it. And, and when we have other festivities throughout the church, throughout the church year, celebrate them as a family. You have a Holy Week coming up. We're in the season of Lent. Then you have Easter. Celebrate those as a family. Going to church is wonderful, but don't stop there. Yeah. Like really live the the seasons out as a family. Amen. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, you give some very practical ways that we can. Uh, and I like how you say that it, you know, the family should be a place of joy. It has to, things have to be done just like, you know, St. Paul says, uh, done with love. I mean, if I don't have love in my heart, it's just an empty gong, Right. And, uh, I, I thank you, uh, you know, for sharing that. Uh, we've got just a few minutes left having this wonderful conversation, uh, with Sister Bernadette and Sister Vong, uh, of the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. I want to ask you, uh, Sister Bernadette, uh, tell us more how people can get involved, uh, you know, with, with the Salesian Sisters of St. John Bosco. I know there are many times where, uh, you're looking for volunteers for, for events and things like that. Can you tell us about those programs and maybe tell us about how to, to, you know, adopt a sister. Tell me about okay. that. Yes. So we have our our friend to sister program where friend somebody could sister. get matched with one of our sisters, and through that matching, they become like your prayer partner, and they pray with you. And then what you're able to do is you're also able to support those sisters. So all the funds that come through the friend to sister program support our elder and infirm sisters that are here in San Antonio at our provincial house. So it's a great way to give back, but then also for you to grow spiritually in that bond of friendship with a, with a special sister that you'd be assigned to. And you can also select a sister in, 
in different languages too. So whether it's in English, Spanish, or Vietnamese, mm-hmm. we have them all. So if you can friend a sister at SalesianSistersWest.org and sign up there, and you could do that individually or as a family. We've had families sign up for the program and friend a sister together as a family. So that's one great way. Another way, we have lay collaborators. So our Salesian cooperators, it's similar to like a third order where people can join our Salesian family in a more intentional way and it's done over a two-year formation process before they make their promises as Salesian cooperators. And then otherwise, we have volunteers that come to our places, whether it's helping with, I heard earlier you're talking about a cleanup at, our, at the Basilica mm-hmm. at our place. We'll do gardening cleanups too. So you can find that on our website, Salesian Sisters West. And also, if there are young people, maybe high school age or college age, we have summer camp in San Antonio that we're looking for volunteers with. So at St. John Bosco School, it's a great place during the year. And during the summer, it turns into our summer camp for kids. How about that? Um, you know, and I, I would, you know, with just a, a few minutes left, I, I do want to, you know, bring Sister uh, Vong, uh, you know, back in here. Uh, so you've been part of the uh, provincial house here in San Antonio for how long, Sister? I got transferred. Um, exact day was August 31st, 2020. And it's what I'm going on my third year, but I actually was there at the provincial back in 2010, mm-hmm. serving in the infirmary because of my background as a therapist. Yeah. So I did that, loved it, you know, uh, for 14 months. And after that, I was asked to go to Laredo. So I served in Laredo for nine years. And then I was needed at the provincial office. So I've been there going on my third year. Loving it, San yeah. Antonio. Oh my God, there's so much to do. <laughs> you know, I want to. I was going to ask you also. Um, you know, with the you know with the short time that you've been here, um, you know, being amongst this this group of sisters here in the San Antonio Provincial House, uh, what are some of the greatest joys? Uh, if you were talk, if if someone tuning in right now, uh, a young person, you know. Obviously, you know, uh, for for this, you know, for the for the sisters, you know, a young lady out there, or maybe there's a a young man out there who's uh, maybe thinking about the the religious life. Uh, what would be the the biggest uh, the biggest reason that they should consider a yes to the Lord? What would you say to them? You know, for me, it's a family spirit. We take care of each other, and being at the provincial house, we have our elder sisters there who needed the help. And we're just there for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we are journeying towards holiness together. Doesn't matter how old, how debilitated you are, but we are there for each other. And so I love my sisters and I know they love me for who I am. So mm-hmm. I love them for who they are. And so the family, the joy that we celebrate as a family, yeah. you know, and, um, I, that's the one big, big grace that I see. I have a bigger family. And I can say I have lots of moms, lots of dad, because yeah. Sister Bernadette's parents, you know, I consider them as my parents too, because sure. Don Bosco said our parents are first benefactors because they pretty much offer their daughters to the, the, the congregation. And yeah. so I do have lots of brothers, lots of sisters, actually. And of course, brothers, the Salesian uh, priests and brothers, because we're from the same family. Mm-hmm. And so why not share this joy of family? Because... We need to have a family. We need to belong somewhere. Yeah. And so I belong to this beautiful, humongous Salesian family all over the world. You know, I can go to any country and, and we still have the same spirit and the joy that it's, it's just like, like you said, it's contagious. Yeah. So why not share this joy with others? And so parents, I encourage you out there. You know, if you're 
son or daughter express about religious life, being a priest or being a sister, support them. You know, support them. I went through the hard way, and I did never regret it. Taking ten years to enter, but really support and walk with them, because I can assure you, the blessings and the graces that you will receive thousandsfold. And my parents have experienced that, truly experienced that. So they're very happy right now. Amen. And Sister Bernadette, uh, I would ask you the same question. Uh, you know, for the young young person tuning in right now, uh, what what are some things that you would share with them? That if if the Lord is calling you to a religious vocation, say yes. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be an adventure, and Jesus is the reason. Yeah, and and in all vocations, Jesus is the reason. Yeah. But in in the vocation to religious life, He has a special mission for you, where He wants His heart all for you. And and so, if you, I would encourage you to have the courage. Yeah, like Saint Mary Mozzarella, she would frequently tell the sisters and the young people, courage. So, because it does take courage to live yeah. the faith in a radical way. Amen. And so, yes, I, I really encourage you. And parents, pray for your young people, for your for your kids, that if they are being called to a religious vocation, that you support them. Because we need more vocations out there in the church. I know there are out there. Um, St. John Bosco said one out of every 10 has a religious vocation. But when you see the numbers, it's obviously not that right now. Yeah. So we need to have that courage for families to encourage it. Amen. Well, again, sisters, thank you so very much for joining us today. And folks, I'm telling you, if you want to come out and uh, spend an evening celebrating the, the sisters with us, be sure to register for the Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner taking place on Thursday, April 13th. Go to grnonline.com and click on local events. Uh, they would love to see you out there. I would love to see you out there. And uh, remember that this week we're going to be doing our Spring Share-a-thon, so please Prayer for this, uh, pray for the success. And with that, I'll be back next week. God bless all of you. Catholic Charities is hosting Senior Fiesta Thursday, April 27th. The only Fiesta sanctioned event for seniors 55 and over to provide a free and fun day of live entertainment, health and wellness information and activities to improve quality of life and provide access to care senior fiesta will take place at the wonderland of the americas for more information about senior fiesta contact ashley garcia at 210-222-1294 are you looking for peace longing for joy want to meet the giver of all goodness god is calling the laity to bring ignatian prayer into a suffering world Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Can you really say you know what praying the rosary is all about? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, listen to the who's who of the rosary. We have the Blessed Trinity. We have the Angel Gabriel. We have the Virgin Mary. We have John the Baptist. And we have Elizabeth. So how's that for a cast of sacred ones? Secondly, reflection. While saying the rosary, we reflect on 20 primary and sacred moments that occur in the lives of the Holy Family. 
And thirdly, the rosary dynamics. Here's how you involve this cast of holy ones in praying the rosary. You first invoke the three persons of the Blessed Trinity. Then, on to praying the Apostles' Creed. Then you will pray in Our Father. Then you will recite the angel Gabriel's words to Mary. Then you'll recite what Mary said to Elizabeth. And then you will relive John the Baptist being filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb. Then you will ask for Mary's assistance in your life. And I'm so glad to say none of that is idolatry. Shining the light of truth on the path of salvation. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is 89.7 FM KJMA Radio, Floresville, San Antonio. Also online at grnonline.com. We don't mess with the truth. Hear it. Love it. Live it. 